Greetings, people of Earth. This is Bobbidi, and I'm your new host of Rock the Dragon Podcast. Who <laughs> knew like Mr. Bobbidi host no. podcast? What? Who wants to drink water? What? What do you know? Here's your host, Tim Bridgewater. Happy Halloween. Oh my goodness. What? I mean, you invite people over to, to chill during the podcast, and then as soon as you turn your back, they try to take over the entire damn thing. Shit. Majin Buu, thank you. Man, I didn't, you know, it's been a long day. That's just, oh gosh. Anyway, how's everyone doing out there? Everyone, welcome to episode 37 of Rock the Dragon and Dragon Ball Super Podcast. Happy Halloween month to all you guys out there. We're getting closer and closer to... Uh, the day though it's let's be honest right most of the parties most of the costuming and all that stuff usually happens uh the weekend before halloween <laughs> or maybe even the weekends before halloween which i think is going to happen this year for me i'm probably going to go to a party this weekend and then probably the weekend of the 28th and then halloween night will probably dur- be during the week and i'll probably be going to bed or something because i gotta work the next morning i don't know but anyway once again, uh, one of my favorite times of year, and I just want to welcome everybody to this episode and remind you guys that if you want to send me an email, let me know what you're dressing up for this year, etc. You know, I'm, I, I kind of get excited. Um, what you're dressing up as, I should say. Uh, I kind of get excited about these things, especially if anyone's doing any Dragon Ball related costumes. I know it's difficult. Trust me, I've seen the cosplayers. <laughs> and the, the, a lot of cosplayers can manage to actually do something pretty good. But like a lot of these Halloween versions of the costumes pretty much suck. So if anybody manages to put together something decent and you'd like to share it with me, I'll post it on the page or I'll just keep it privately, whatever you want. But I'd like to see it. Let me know. Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, as always, if you want to check out any of my other podcasts, I host one called Geekly Dose. We talked about everything geek. Uh, there was also uh, Republic City Report, which is a Legend of Korra podcast. So if you're getting into Legend of Korra, you can check that out. Please, please, please remember to head over to iTunes and leave me a review there. Um, I don't have any reviews to read this episode, uh, but I have realized that I've been neglecting the people that are leaving the ratings, though. You can also rate on iTunes. You don't necessarily have to leave a review. I think most people have done both, but I have more ratings than I do reviews, which means some of you guys have just rated the show, which is great. That's easier. I mean, you know, if you're someone who enjoys the show, but you're not much for words and you don't really like to type, (laughs) you don't really want to have to say anything, you can leave a uh, rating just as easily as you can leave a review. Actually, it's probably a little bit easier. So if you're enjoying the show, once again, make sure you hit that five star rating on iTunes for me. That'll go a lot of way to help us out. Um, also, once again, head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast. Uh, send me a message there. Um, one, remember, once again, once we well, I'm thinking about changing this now. OK, remember, I was doing a giveaway once we got to 100 likes but these likes are coming in so dreadfully slowly (laughs) like zombies to kind of tie it in to halloween that i'm thinking i'm starting to rethink that process that idea because i don't know if it's fair for you guys that have actually went over there and took the time to like the page 
to to just have to wait for a giveaway when at this rate I may not even get to 100 likes between now and the new year. I don't know <laughs> because they're coming in really, really slowly. I thought um, if you listen to the, the last episode, I did a fan edit, a fan edit of uh, Vegeta versus Magetta, the final flash moment. And I put Bruce Falconer's music in there. Remember, that is up over there. That video has gotten some views. It's not getting many shares. So uh, I also uploaded it to YouTube at Tim Bridgewater Geek on YouTube. That one is steadily kind of increasing. But um, yeah, I thought I was hoping that would bring some more likes to the page. So by all means, don't come to the page and watch the video and not like the page. <laughs> if you're there, just like the page. It's really an easy thing to do. We can get to 100 likes in no time. Though, like I said, I am considering rethinking that because that just may not be the best route. So I'll give you an update on that uh, after I figure out if I'm going to stick with this particular idea or not. Um, I'm a little bit late this week with this episode. Trust me, I am aware of that. Uh, I, I have a life, that's all. I mean, there's really no excuses other than the fact that I just have stuff to do <laughs> sometimes. Uh, and it takes, it takes sometimes it takes a while for me to get to record the episode. So, But here we are. Uh, thank you guys for being patient. And uh, here we go. So this episode is probably not going to be a very long one because once again, I don't have any reviews. I do have one email that I want to read for what are you saying. So once again, uh, if you'd like to contact me with any questions concerns comments etc you can send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com i have an email here from jordan jordan thanks for writing me jordan actually wrote me on the previous episode um so thank once again welcome to the show glad to have you and your email says hey tim bridgewater once again it's jordan don't worry this isn't long I've been listening to the podcast since August because I was bored at work and I needed a new podcast to listen to. I know the podcast talked about the frost situation every single installment since it happened, but I just needed to put my input in, especially since I like to listen to previous podcasts and really wanted to put in my two cents. I really found interest in the podcast because I kind of grew up on DBZ, but wasn't as interested as I am now. I really only liked Goku, Gohan, Goten and Trunks. A month before I listened to the podcast, I watched a 59-episode series called Dragon Ball Z Abridged. That really got me into Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, and even got me to somewhat respect GT. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's like me respecting Dragon Ball Evolution. Listening to the podcast helped me draw crucial parallels between Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Now my favorite characters are Goku, Vegeta, Teen, Gohan, Trunks, and Piccolo. By the way, I should have cleared up my Vegeta question. I meant is Vegeta mostly around Goku for protection or competition? <clears throat> okay, I'll just address that part of the email first um, since it's since I just read that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th there was a, there was a little bit of com uh, confusion on my end uh, in terms of what your question was on the previous episode. And I believe there was something pertaining to. Um, what I felt like, whether or not Vegeta was around Goku uh, to keep him on his toes, or if he still wanted to kill him, or or exactly, I don't. I, I'm sorry, I'm probably completely butchering the question now. <laughs> but listen to episode 36. Uh, but there was a little bit of uh, confusion there, so thank you for clarifying that. So you're asking now, do I believe that uh, is Vegeta mostly around Goku for protection? 
or competition? Well, uh, if I'm understanding your question right now, once again, I guess I'm just bad at interpreting shit sometimes. Um, is he around Goku for protection? Now, what do you mean by that? Uh, do, do you mean that do I feel that he's trying to protect Goku or Goku's trying to protect him? Or I, I don't I don't see any sort of protection sort of a thing in, in terms of Vegeta being around Goku. I mean, either way, I don't feel like he needs Goku's protection. I don't feel like uh, he certainly doesn't want to protect Goku. Now, competition, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that has something to do with it. I mean, um, you know, I think it's really just coexisting at this point. You know, I think Vegeta's, Vegeta is around Goku because he, 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 he just is. He's just he has to coexist with with him because now he, li he, he lives on Earth. I mean, he, you know, <clears throat> the reason he came to Earth was completely different from the reason he stayed on Earth. And things have changed now. And now I think that there is sort of a symbiotic sort of relationship between these guys to where they feed off of each other. Um, it's, I don't think it's just Vegeta being inspired by Goku anymore. I think they're, they're, they're kind of doing that for each other. And which is why um, in a lot of ways, Dragon Ball Super has, has focused on their relationship with each other more so than Dragon Ball Z ever did. I mean, we've been following Goku and Vegeta around <laughs> pretty much the entire series so far. And I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, there's a part of me that really likes that, but there's also a part of me that is kind of annoyed by it because we used to get a lot more focus on the other characters. I mean, that's something that's been very strange about this specific saga or whatever you want to call it right now. This tournament is that they they're not showing anyone else. Remember in Dragon Ball Z, whatever the main storyline was, that would be happening or whatever, you know, fight was happening, that would be happening, but they would always cut to other characters and showing what they're doing and what they're up to. Now you could say, well, most of the other characters are there, right? They're there watching the tournament, so there's really nothing else to cut to. But Gohan isn't there. So I I, I don't know, I, th I just think it's kind of weird how they just, they've been strictly on this tournament the entire time. We haven't seen anything outside of this since it started. Meanwhile, Gohan is back on Earth, but I guess he's just working or something so that'd be kind of boring to watch but i just i almost find myself wishing they would have given him a side story on earth you know maybe everyone left a lot of the movies used to be like this the dragon ball movies would be oh goku just happens to be on another planet vegeta's off training somewhere so gohan and krillin and piccolo are left behind to try to figure out and this new threat shows up while everyone else is preoccupied with something else I feel like they could have done that in this saga just so we could see Gohan, you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, extinction level event sort of threat because Gohan's not as strong as he used to be anyway. So we could see him training or trying to uh, stop maybe a smaller threat or something just to kind of break up this tournament stuff a little bit. And to bring it back to my original point, take the emphasis off of Goku and Vegeta in a little bit, because I think now it's mostly just a competitive coexisting weird sort of a friendship that they have and i don't think it's anything more than that i think they inspire each other i think they need each other um hell if goku wasn't around vegeta might have destroyed earth by now you know not because he necessarily wanted to but because he needs to test his strength and if i truly believe if he was the most powerful person on earth at all times you know like he'd be 
it'd be hard to keep him in check. You know, his pride and his ego and that dark side of him might have consumed him so much by now. But I think with Goku being around, not only is Go Goku probably the only person strong enough to stop him in most situations. Um, the fact that Goku is staying ahead of him gives him a reason to keep fighting and just keep training and keep getting better. So I, I think that that's pretty much the entire relationship between those two at the moment. Okay, you have another question in here. It says, have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z abridged? If not, watch it. The voice acting and plots are amazingly funny, twisted, and relevant to the real DBZ storyline. Okay, so I've never talked about Dragon Ball Z abridged. Um, and the reason is because I've never seen it. Okay, I mean, outside of just small, like, clips every now and then, you know. Uh, I just never really had an interest in it. And I know a lot of people watch it, and I'm sure it's great. I mean, I'm sure it's hilarious. I mean, everything I've ever heard about it has been good. You know, it's just, I kind of have this weird thing, and, and trust me, it's weird, I know. <laughs> but when it comes to a show uh, that I really, really love, as much as Dragon Ball Z, it's it's hard for me to watch anyone make fun of it. And I know, and don't get me wrong, I know they're not making fun of it, as in, this is stupid. It's a parody, I get that. They're just taking the situations in the show and making them more hilarious and more exaggerated and stuff like that. But for me, it's it's just tough for me to get into it, right? Because I'll be I'll be sitting there telling myself, well, Goku would never do that. Well, Vegeta would never say that. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those people. Like I, I mean, trust me, I'm not a nitpicky motherfucker. I promise you. And I mess up a lot of stuff on this podcast when I'm talking about the show myself. So, and I make fun of things too. But it's just kind of I don't know. It kind of irks me a little bit to, to watch anything like that. Um, that's not to take anything away from it. I've just never seen it. I never really had much of an interest in watching it kind of because I felt like it would bug me a little bit. That's probably weird, but I'm just keeping it real because that's what I do on this podcast. Okay. So, but I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jordan. And I'm glad you're listening to the, um, the podcast by all means, keep listening. If you're enjoying it, if you haven't had a chance yet, go head over to iTunes, leave me a review. I appreciate it. Okay. So at this point, I think we're going to go ahead and transition over to the episode talk for this week. Of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast is going to cover episode 37 of Dragon Ball Super titled Don't Forget Your Saiyan Pride, Vegeta versus the Six Universes Saiyan, which is just an incredibly odd title. And I know I talk about these titles a lot or actually I haven't been talking about them as much lately. <laughs> but it's just like it makes you wonder it's like they could they could have shortened that up a little bit right <laughs> um okay so last time on dragon ball super right uh vegeta had just uh defeated magetta okay and now we know that the little saiyan from universe six whose name is kaba is up next so next you know i remember i kind of prophesized is that a word <laughs> this uh kind of predicted this a few episodes back that at some point vegeta would fight kaba it just makes sense that they would put those two together right because they're both saiyans and i figured that they would build up to this and while you might say well he could have fought goku it, i just i had a feeling it was going to be vegeta right because the saiyan race means a lot more to vegeta than it does goku so it creates sort of an interesting story element to make those two fight each other so you know, I was definitely expecting something interesting to happen in this episode. 
and it does. But before we get to that, we get like this little uh, first Weiss and Vados repair the ring. Okay, Beerus and Champa getting into their brotherly, <laughs> their little brotherly spat. You know, as they as they do from time to time. Uh, but yeah, Weiss and Vados not only restores the ring, but they also make it much bigger. Okay, uh, man, which is just not fair to all the people who fought before now but okay fuck it i guess that doesn't matter <laughs> i mean i don't they keep changing the rules for every fight and it's like how is this fair to the other contestants who already fought before this you know don't you think vegeta could have used more room in his fight with magetta and not only that i think they get rid of the airspace restrictions also so it makes it a lot less likely that someone's going to go out of bounds because they made the ring bigger and they also decide to get rid of the uh, the air restrictions, too. Um, and they justify it in saying that it's because they're trying to make the fights more interesting. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, it's just an inconsistency, and I don't really understand the point of that. I mean, if the writers, they could have just done that from the beginning, if that's what they wanted to do, because it just makes it seem like this tournament has no rules. But maybe, again, that's kind of the point. You know, it shows that these gods of destruction or gods but they're still very flawed and you know just as dumb as humans are in a lot of ways but yeah so they decide to make those changes to the rules and well i guess as long as both sides agree to it then they can just keep doing this <laughs> so uh though i can't help but wonder if it's just the writer's way of saying okay well for these two combatants we actually need them to have more airspace in order to make the fight better. So let's just find an excuse for them to, you know, change the rules and sort of expand the boundaries and so whatever. I mean, you know, these we've come to expect not the greatest writing in a lot of moments here in, in this world. That's just kind of how it is. OK, but OK, so we've got. Vegeta versus Kaba now, right? Now, there's not a lot of stuff to really sort of dissect about this fight, right? It, because it, it, I mean, there are things that happen here, obviously, that are relatively important in terms of, I think, character development for both Kaba and Vegeta. Um, but in terms of a fight, there's not much that really happens, right? So we kind of get these two facing each other. Uh... You know, you can see the similarities here, too. I mean, not only is Kaba's hair really similar to Vegeta's in a lot of ways, even the armor that he is wearing, while it is different from Universe 7 Saiyan armor, um, the color scheme is very similar. You know, you see like a, you see that sort of that royal blue and then, you know, the sort of the tan body armor with the white. So you see a lot of connections there. And I think that that was probably the main point behind a lot of this is that there's just a lot more connections than we may have realized because, um, you know, as they start to fight. There's a point where, okay, you know, just kind of skipping ahead because there's a little, there's a little, you know, a little sparring kind of going on. But at some point, um, Kaba charges up a Gallic gun of which, I mean, we don't know what it's called in his universe, but it's a tech, it's essentially the same technique, the same energy wave that Vegeta developed. Uh, the one that he, of course, used on the very last episode of the, of, uh, on episode 36 of Dragon Ball Super. So 
we're seeing that there are a lot more similarities between he and and Kava just in that in that way. Um, he also has the same stance as Vegeta. <laughs> okay, so I, you know they, I, they're just drawing parallels. I guess they're saying that there's there's something in the DNA of Saiyans that leads them to sort of develop similar techniques and and similar stances. Now where they differ in a big way is, is, and this is kind of talked about by the Kais, of course, is that the Saiyans in Universe 6 aren't this, you know, group of marauders, you know, that conquer planets and murder people like they did in Universe 7. They're sort of, they're this, they're the, the opposite of that where they go around and help people, you know, they're higher sort of like, I use, I, I think of Jedi immediately. <clears throat> and, and, you know, as a, as a good comparison to that, and if, so they differ in that way. And also this is a, essentially a kid who doesn't have the confidence and the pride that uh, the Saiyans for the most part of Universe 7 would have had. And Vegeta sort of notices that right away, you know, just the way he fights and, and the way he kind of talks about things. And he's saying that, you know, you know, where's your pride? And, and, and um, <clears throat> at some point during the fight, Kaba actually sort of ask Vegeta uh well Vegeta says okay let's turn it up to Super Saiyan now let's let's turn it up to Super Saiyan let's see what you can do there now personally I thought it was a little bit strange that he even assumed that Kaba could turn to a Super Saiyan um because this is a completely different he's from a different universe right <laughs> and this is what I'm saying like this this kind of stuff is still a little bit weird it's like remember when Goku and Frost were fighting and I and Goku just assumed that Frost could change could transform because of Frieza while he was correct in his assumption I just thought it was weird that he would assume that you know because it's like well this is a completely different being from a different planet maybe he can't transform at all um so I'm saying I'm saying the same thing here is that what makes you think he can even turn Super Saiyan? You think he would have asked or something? But he's like, okay, let's go to Super Saiyan, and he's kind of surprised when Kaba's like, I can't do it. Uh, and I know what you may be thinking. Well, he's a Saiyan. Why wouldn't he be able to turn Super Saiyan, right? Well, not everything between these Saiyans are the same, because if you remember when Kaba first showed up, Goku and Vegeta was like, "Where's your tail?" And Kaba's like, "What do you mean tail? What do you mean?" So like <laughs> he they didn't say for sure, but we heavily got the impression from that that the Saiyans in Universe 6 don't have tails. So that's a major difference, right? So if that's different, well then maybe it could also be different that they wouldn't turn Super Saiyan either, you know? And and there's a part of me that kind of wishes maybe he, he didn't or at least when the if he does turn Super Saiyan, it manifests itself in a different way because he doesn't have a tail but instead as we find out later on it's just the same old transformation blonde hair blue eyes which is just not exciting anymore because we've seen that a million times but we're building up to that so they had this conversation and Cobb is saying that hey would you just show me how to do it I mean I don't know how to do it I'd be honored if you would teach me Vegeta's getting angered by it and saying wait a second where's your pride like how dare you in the middle of our fight ask me to train you which i thought was very weird too i thought it was very strange i'm like wait a second man this is a tournament can't you wait until after this shit is over with to ask him something like that but 
I guess he figured now was the best time. So Vegeta gets pissed and he's like, hey, where's your pride? How dare you like ask me that in the middle of the fight? Now, at this point, um, I'm not going to lie. As a viewer, I wasn't sure if this was an act or if he was just really that pissed because it's Vegeta. This is totally something that he would get pissed about. You know what I mean? Like that's something that would definitely piss him off. So <laughs> he flies off. He flies towards him and just starts beating the shit out of Kappa just starts pummeling him, kicking him up into the sky, which he probably wouldn't have been able to do had that cube or that dome was still restricting their airspace. So maybe that's why they expanded that <laughs> just so they could do this scene. Um, of course, everyone is looking around and saying, you know, we're seeing our people on the sidelines and they're saying, what is up with Vegeta? Why is he doing this? Why is he? Of course, Yamcha says something stupid. He's taking the place of Tian is like, oh, is Vegeta turning evil again? It's like, come on, man. Really? Just out of the blue for no reason? He's just going to turn evil and just kill this kid for no reason? First of all, I know it's a little bit brutal, but this is a fight. This is a tournament. He's supposed to be kicking the shit out of his opponent. Just because this kid is a kid doesn't really mean Jack. Now, we've, we, I mean, we're, we know that. Kids can whoop ass in a Dragon Ball world. I mean, if Gotenks was in there, nobody would be saying shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Now, where it really starts to kick in, and at this point, most of the light bulbs in our heads should be going off and saying that this is where we kind of know that he's not being serious, right? Because he grabs Kaba and he says, well, this is after Kaba says, I'm giving up. Because Gaba's getting his ass whipped and he's saying, I give up. So that just kind of takes puts Vegeta in another state of mind he says if you give up I'll kill you which is really brutal right but at that point most of us our, our cogs in our heads are turning and saying okay now he's starting to train him he's trying to piss him off so he can get angry enough to become a super saiyan okay and that's essentially what's happening here and, I, and once again I think it becomes really clear once he gets once he starts talking about killing him and destroying his planet and hunting and hunting down his family members and murdering them well most of us are like okay <laughs> now we know now we know he's just doing this because we know we know yamcha probably doesn't know this but the rest of us we know that for the most part and, and vegeta says this later on anger is is probably the best trigger for a super saiyan transformation so he pushes Kaba to that point. He pushes him to that point. Uh, and it happens. He gets pissed off. And Kaba's like, you're not going to destroy any of my planet. You're not going to hurt my my friends or family. They didn't do anything. They don't deserve anything. It pisses him off. And he gets he, he powers up. He powers up and he transforms to Super Saiyan. Now, I almost feel like I shouldn't break this down too much because it's not a big deal. But once again... I keep it real and I keep it authentic here on Rock the Dragon Podcast with you guys. So let's just talk about this for a little bit. Um, that transformation was very weak, <laughs> right? And and don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't expecting a big, like, epic transformation because, well, this is a character that we don't know. So why would we want to watch him power up for five minutes and scream and cry and yell uh, because it won't have as much of an impact on us because we don't know shit about this dude anyway, really. Uh, but at the same time, it kind of hurts your continuity 
uh, in the past of having these initial transformations be triggered by something much more powerful than just threatening someone and much more powerful, and, you know, and, and, and them not changing so quickly and almost so easily in a way. I mean, it's like it makes you wonder, was this the first time anyone has ever said a threatened uh, combo? <laughs> because if all it took was to to make him transform the Super Saiyan was to threaten his family's life. Well, you know, he's a warrior. That should have happened by now. So I don't know. It's just it feels like a weak ass transformation because of that. It's just something about it that just doesn't feel great. But once again, I can't complain too much about that because this is a new character that we don't really know. So it's not like we're, we're going to feel anything emotionally anyway. At least that's me. That's how I felt about it. So, you know, he powers up. He powers up, becomes Super Saiyan. And once again, it's not the greatest thing in the world. And I do feel like, well, you know, it's just it's just it doesn't have the same effect anymore anyway just because we've seen so many super saiyan transformations i mean you know for me these initial super saiyan level one transformations really started to lose their uh excitement all the way back in dragon ball z whenever goten and trunks became super saiyans right i mean it just it, at that point it was like all right if these little kids can just like transform when they don't really have to go through shit, uh, then it kind of loses its impact anyway. So I guess in that case, it's not, that makes this even less of a big deal to me. Uh, yeah, and I think Vegeta actually said it himself. You know, he's like, when did the legendary uh, transformation of the Saiyan race uh, become reduced to a child's plaything? Or it was something like that. And I'm like, well, that's exactly how we feel about it as the audience, right? <laughs> so... You know, that well, I probably broke this down way more than I should have, but that's just how I felt about that. Now, obviously, he, he transforms and then he just goes crazy on Vegeta. He just starts charging him, starts punching him, starts unleashing key blasts at him, energy waves, whatever he can, pummeling him, uh, catches him off guard a little bit throughout some of this. But I don't think at any point any of us felt like Vegeta was any real any in any real danger here especially when they show his face and he's smirking so you know Kaba just unleashes these these blasts at him Vegeta essentially just kind of slaps him away and just comes out of it and uh you know he gets him he gets him in the gut he gets him with a really good punch a punch that just knocks him clean out of Super Saiyan pretty much uh, and then it, it's at that point where he kind of reveals uh does he knock him out of super saiyan i think so um is at that point he kind of reveals that you know what he was doing the entire time you know well okay it was but he kind of revealed it a little bit before okay yeah i, I remember now <laughs> he didn't knock him out of super saiyan kaba he started talking to him about it and then kaba just kind of powered down because at this point He's sort of revealing to everyone and Kaba and the audience, for those of us who hadn't figured it out, that, you know, he, he was pushing them to that point to get him to transform the Super Saiyan. OK, so Kaba's like, oh, the reason why you were talking to me that way is because you were trying to get me to transform. And and he, he's learning a lesson here. And I, I do like that because I, 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 I think this wouldn't have played out any other way. I think of, 
you know, Vegeta, even though he's stubborn as hell and very, you know, rough around the edges and hard headed. And, and he's also very proud. Um, there's a part of him that is dying with excitement to find another Saiyan, especially a young one, one that he probably sees a bit of himself in to some extent. So he did kind of take him under his wing in this moment, kind of pushed to help push him to that point. And, and, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing that he did. You know what I mean? It's a good deed. And everyone else is like, whoa, did Vegeta, Goku's like, did Vegeta just do something out of goodness, the goodness of his heart? Like, unprompted? Uh, and he did, because now this kid can go back to his universe stronger than he was before he left and, and, and help his people even more so and, and help people around him. Um, but, of course, he's still Vegeta, right? He can't leave without getting the last word in, so he powers up the super saiyan blue and shows him that transformation almost giving him just a an example of you know this is where this is a power you can reach also you know just don't give up and and don't don't try to become as strong as me strive for higher than that uh, but one day you can have this um you know and he just punches him one good time and this is where he punches him and knocks him out of super saiyan mode okay but he's, he tells him something along the lines of, you know, don't forget this feeling right now. Don't forget this, you know, or, or remember this moment or something. So <laughs> he teaches him a lesson. He knocks his ass out. Uh, fight is over. Contestant, contestant Vegeta is announced the winner. Um, so then he walks out of the ring. And everyone's like, oh, OK, well, that's exactly we should have known that he was trying to teach him something that's very nice of him, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Beerus and Chomper are like, what a waste, you know, because they would have just rather see a straight-up fight without all of this sentimental stuff going on. Um, and then Piccolo and Goku have a little conversation about it on the side, and Piccolo is like, hey, you know, he, he found a Saiyan. It's probably, he's, he, and he's a prince. He probably is really excited that there's another Saiyan, and he feels like he wants to kind of, you know, help the next generation of sorts. So then Vegeta goes back and wakes him back up with some water. Uh, Kaba magically seems to not be in any pain anymore. <laughs> that was a hell of a punch. <laughs> and he's like, remember this pain. Uh, but then he wakes up and he's just not in pain anymore at all. At all. So I don't know if he's going to remember it or not. I don't know. But this is when he asks him about his Saiyan pride. He's saying, where's your Saiyan pride? You know, and this is where they have, I think I already kind of went through this, but this is where they have the conversation about, you know, him becoming stronger and all that and striving higher and, and, and et cetera. Now, when Vegeta powered up the Super Saiyan Blue, um, hit the other, the, the assassin from Universe 6, his eyes opened, okay? He was just sitting there with his eyes closed the entire time. So <laughs> that, that says a lot in this world, those subtle sort of things like that usually say a lot uh it's safe to assume that nothing that hit has seen had seen up until super saiyan blue he considered a threat so as soon as that transformation happened his eyes opened so that gives you an idea how strong he must be <laughs> you know what i mean so and there's a reason why he's hasn't fought yet you know they always try to save the best for last quote unquote in these situations so uh if i had to make a prediction here hit is up next uh, I would say, let's see, Vegeta versus Hit. Uh, Hit is going to defeat Vegeta. Goku's going to come in, or or is Manaka going to come in? One of those two. 
and then we'll see what happens, right? Because let's not forget, Goku has another opportunity here to fight because he lost unfairly. Uh, but somehow they're going to try. They're going to get Goku and hit in the ring at the same time. I just feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> he may not be the one to finish him off. Monaco may have to be the one to finish him off. But I don't know how this turns out. So I guess we'll see. And of course, Frost is still over there knocked out. <laughs> Monaco's in his own world, etc. Uh, so that's essentially how the episode ends. So once again, there wasn't necessarily a lot to talk about in, in terms of the, the, the events of this episode. It just was more so uh, this sort of this exploration of uh, Vegeta coming across a Saiyan that he a brand new Saiyan. And, and not only that happens to be one that's younger than him. I don't think it's coincidence that he decided to make this Saiyan a child. Had it been an adult, it probably been a completely different dynamic between those two. I don't think it would have been a grown man saying, standing there saying, would you please teach me how to become a Super Saiyan? You know, so it just kind of provided this this opportunity for some character exploration uh, and some character development for these characters. And I consider that a win. I consider that a win. I mean, this was the most exciting episode. It wasn't the greatest, but it was it was good. It was a good episode. I mean, just how they kind of did things. Uh, was, was was pretty cool so i don't have any major complaints about it other than you know the transformation but once again i see both sides of that and i already broke that down so yeah so that about does it guys so uh up next we've got vegeta versus hit so we'll, we'll see what happens with that uh once again guys make sure you head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast go ahead and like that page i'm currently rethinking the giveaway idea like I, I i'm still going to do one but i'm starting to sort of rethink my the methods here because i just don't want at the, at the rate the likes are coming in it's just like it might take another month or two and it's not fair for you guys who have already liked the page so we'll figure something else out uh but yeah if you know head over there and get that page a like once again for what are you saying send me an email rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com uh, that about does it, guys. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I'll see you next time.